Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. Jumbo, everyone, and thank you, as always, for tuning in to Radio Harambe. I'm Dave McBride, broadcasting from a once-again snow-covered, windswept Radio Harambe studios. <laughs> and joining me in studio is Safari Mike. Mike, how are you? Jumbo Dave, how are you? Good, Mike. Mike, before we get into the show, I wanted to um, mention something real quick. Uh, in the last show that you heard on this feed, if you listened, was Safari Mike's Planet Watch. I, I understand it's not the most creative name in the world, but... It still serves the purpose. Mike uh, talks about uh, different animals and the challenges they face in conservation and really worth a listen. Short 10, 15 minute uh, little show about things help you learn a little bit more about the animals that you see at the Animal Kingdom and stuff we talk about. And in that uh, last show, which was about rhinos, Mike, you mentioned um, an animal who... (laughs) Within hours of us releasing that show, if right. not even beforehand, um, I think it was shortly before. Yeah, the the, the um, you mentioned uh, the last male northern white rhino was not well. Was not well. Um, he was old. Right. Right. And uh, and then and he since passed away. Passed away. Right. Yep. Um, if you, there are no more male white rhinos on planet Earth. Northern white rhinos. No, it's a right. subspecies. It is a subspecies. Correct. There are two. There's northern and southern. Because we see white rhinos and white rhinos on Kilimanjaro. Safari. Southern white rhinos are probably the most numerous rhino there are. They're right. the only ones that are not critically endangered. But, you know, go back and listen to my show. You'll hear me talk about that. But. So there are no northern white rhinos in captivity? Nope. So this is it. The, yeah, there's two females left, I believe. And that's um, the end. Of it. And that'll be the end. And if they are all also older. And it's not, um, this is not the first species, subspecies of white rhino that has gone extinct, I don't believe. Um, And, um, you know, (laughs) I I was glad to see for for at least an hour there or a couple hours there, it make its way to uh, the news, make its way to the, you know, mainstream media, I guess is the word I have to use, even though it doesn't make much sense. But you know where I'm getting at with that. Uh, And uh, maybe people appreciate it a little bit more. Um, but I just wanted to mention that, Mike, because in the show you had mentioned that mm-hmm. he was very sick, and um, it didn't. Uh, it was certainly prophetic because he was not long for the world. Um, so we are now uh, within two more species of, or two more uh, animals of being another species on the extinct list, thanks to humans. Um, wonderful. Nice, happy way to start the show. Uh, so I thought that, and we mentioned this earlier. Um, this was Mike and I like to make lists. Mike more than me. Mike, Mike likes to have little. He has little fun, like little like trivia on Twitter and what's your favorite this and all that kind of stuff. He's uh, seems to be on other people's podcasts all the time, talking about his favorite this or your fantasy draft of that or however it works. Um, <laughs> People and, are interested in what I want to, what I, I, my opinions. And, and I, I, and so am I, which is why <laughs> I said, 
we always talk about adding animals to the animal kingdom. What a novel idea. But we always talk about um, what animal species we'd like to see added to the animal kingdom. Um, we mentioned a lot of them over the years. And mm -hmm. I thought what we would do now is our top five. We're going to go back and forth. Uh, this is sort of our fantasy draft here. Um, and uh, tell you why we think the, 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 the park should have this species of animal. Where it should go, right? Why it right. belongs, those kind of things. Um, and so we are going to do that. We also asked, do we get any listeners give their suggestions? Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay, so we'll do that at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have yeah. them on you? I have them on. Okay, so we'll do that at the end. Um, and But, but yeah, I was going to mention something about Wakanda, but ah, we'll do that in the next show. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll do that in the next show. Sorry, I don't have very many notes today. All I have is notes on animals in front of me. I don't really have anything else. So we are going to begin. This is end, folks. If you didn't hear the show where I said, you know, send us your suggestions, feel free to do so after the show, and we'll get to them later on down the line. Mike uh, is at Jombo Everyone on Twitter. I'm at uh, Radio Harambe, though you're probably not going to find me there. Your best bet is email jomboeveryone at gmail.com. I know you all still have emails. Uh, and can use them. In fairness, um, over the last couple of years, uh, so they have added animals. Yes, they have. Uh, to various sections of the park. So um, these are all, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if by the time, this time next year, something else has been added, whether that's the lion-tailed macaque at Maharaja. Sure, sure. Or the Grevy zebra, you know, right, that kind of thing. Right. Over the last couple of years, they've added a couple of things. So hopefully... Um, maybe a couple of these will actually come true. What what I want out of this, right? And and, and the reason why I, I we we often come back to this conversation and and talk about these kind of things is because I think Disney tends to um, get a little lost on its main objectives for things that it does. See Avatar. Um, see Guardians of the Galaxy. And, uh, and and I just want to keep pushing this idea that we are the animal kingdom uh, and uh, animals and species survival and all those type of things are part of why people love the park. And um, so I just want to, we always like to make the animals the topic of discussion here as much as we can. And we spent a lot of time over the last year talking about imaginary blue people. So we wanted to get back to doing animals. <laughs> That's why Mike's doing this, the Planet Watch. So we're doing this. I got other ideas brewing about animal-related stuff. Um, so shall I begin, or do we have anything else we nope, want to go, go through? No other go house for okay. it. Well, with my first pick in the draft, um, I think is probably the most obvious and the one I'll say the least about. Um and it's, I've been banging on this since the minute we started recording this show, and that is Giant Pandas. Um, oh, Lord. I've, and I'm going just going to give you a quick bullet points. Not again. Number one, <laughs> the most popular animal species in zoos. People come far and wide to see them. Number two, it is an investment probably a fraction, a t fraction of a fraction of a fraction of an investment into getting these animals, and they are the most expensive animals very, to get yes, in so. zoos, Not bar even none. However, it is still a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of the cost of building a dark <laughs> ride or a e-ticket for sure. E-ticket, um, and would get as many people through the gate as either of those things would do. 
Um, so I don't know about that. You th- absolutely. No, absolutely, Mike. Absolutely. Avatar has three-hour waits for... That's just because it's poorly designed. They, they, <laughs> it's true. There's other e-tickets that don't have three-hour waits. Just as many people no, walked no, on to Kilimanjaro safaris, it only waits three hours for it. You know. Man, I, well, all right, go ahead. I'm, I'm fairly convinced, Mike, that part of the problem at that, at that I'm ride not with that. is the is is the the design of of the loading system. If you build an e-ticket, though, like for example, pandas are not going to draw as many people as. Star Wars Land is going to bring in. I don't think it's going to bring as many people as like a big, major, major e-ticket. Now, having said that, sure, going to your point, it is a fraction of the cost. A and fraction of a fraction of a cost. So you can come at me with, um, yes, if they have a Millennium Falcon fly over. You, I mean, I get all that. Yes, it's right. true. What I'm saying is that this species of animal will draw as much attention and get as many people into the park as your average e-ticket would bring. Um, it would do just as well. You know, maybe Avatar was was different for whatever reason. I have no idea why. Um, you know, but, and, and Star Wars certainly is going to be different, but that's right. not the point. I'm not getting into specifics about what, mm-hmm. whether they're bigger than this and that. Well, my point is, they spent hundreds of millions of dollars on um, Avatar just to have the right to build it. Forget the amount of, of money it costs to actually build it. So we're probably talking in an enormous number to finally get this done. I don't believe it was hundreds of millions to get the theme park rights. Whatever. Whatever. The whole thing tens of millions. The whole thing done is hundreds of millions of dollars. That's for sure. This will cost you maybe twenty million dollars. Because each uh, animal is about a million a year. Correct. About right? you have to rent them but about a million a year. A million a want, year. Even you want to say now China would charge you two million. And it'll cost you still yeah, for having for ten years for two animals, forty million dollars. It costs you quite a bit to uh, feed them and stuff and all that. Sure, because they're very high maintenance animals. Maybe it costs you ten million to build a uh, a sure. facility that's perfect. All of that. Right. You're still under a hundred million dollars. Oh yeah, and you absolutely. cannot even break ground on an e-ticket for under a hundred million dollars no, 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 anymore. True. So that's my point. And third, every T-shirt, every hat. Every advertisement, every bit of swag, every tchotchke, everything ever made from this point forward with Disney's Animal Kingdom would bear the resemblance of a giant panda because it would be the most popular thing in the park. Um, Besides the fact that it is a really cool animal. (laughs) and It's interesting looking. I'm not sure how. I mean, it's it's interesting looking. Kind of boring. It's perfect. It fits the Asian theme. Is that what you would put it? I w- that's exactly where I would put it. Where would you'd you have it? to build an entire facility. My guess is I would probably, if I, you know, if I was thinking about, I, I'm not, I'm not sure about the backstage area of Asia, but um, all of my Asian animal things would probably end up in that kind of situation. Um, I, my first thought was maybe, you know. Rafiki's Planet Watch, but that would cause a bottleneck to get onto the to the train. Um, so I'm not sure I would do that. I think it has to be a walkthrough facility, um, just like it is at the at the um, zoos that have them, um, or at least the ones I've been to. They all walkthroughs, yeah. Yeah, just a walkthrough facility. I would do that. Um, I think that's easier an easier way for everybody to do it. And uh, I would probably build something, you know, in between Everest and Kali, if possible. 
you know. And you got uh, room there. I think maybe the better spot yeah. would be over by, um, like to the right or past Everest towards Dinoland. You got plenty of space over there. I was thinking that as a possibility that. too. I just don't know the logistics over there because you have that you yeah, have you the got theater. Some you have you the, got some space. Yeah. So I mean, any of that spot over there, I wouldn't put it in Maharaja. Right. Um, I would put it, you know, in a separate place um, because it's going to need a gift shop. <laughs> I almost put red pandas on my list and have like a standalone exhibit over by almost like what the gibbons are to Anandapur. Red pandas would be to Shirkazong, but I decided not to put them on my list. If you could do a big thing like the gibbons, like a walk around facility, if that's at all possible. The, the thing about the, um, the one in um, San Diego is it's you, you kind of walk you kind of walk in this thing you wait and then you just sort of like standing and you get a few minutes to sort of walk by them, mm-hmm. um, you know it's not really a big facility, it's you know I mean there is a big facility there but when they're on stage in quotes they're in these smaller areas, um, you know and 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 you just sort of like there looking at them you get a great view you're right in front of them and they're only they're only yards away you know and so it's really pretty it's really right. neat. Um, but maybe there's something more themed that they can do. I'd leave it up to Joe to to make that work. Both um, both in uh, D.C. and Atlanta, where I see, have seen them, um, they were part of a, a sort of a trail dedicated to Asian animals or Chinese kind of things. Which is fine. The bigger one was in uh, D.C. And that's fine, too, Mike. That's fine, yep. too. If they do that, I don't, I don't really particularly... You know, obviously it belongs where it belongs. I think the thing about the pandas is more the reason why. And also, you know, obviously, we've mentioned this in the past before, Disney has a relationship with the Chinese government. Um, You know, maybe they can get a deal. I'm just saying. It's possible. So that's my number one. I can't imagine your number one's going to be better, but I'll give you a shot. Well, I didn't put them in order of (laughs) importance. I just came up with five and ordered them randomly. So, but the first one I'm going to talk about. I, I really only ran ordered the first one. Right. <laughs> the first one I'm going to talk about is actually going to go to Dino Land. Re- really? Where I am going to place the cassowary. Spell it. C-A-S-S-O-W-A-R-Y. Okay. It is a flightless bird that looks like it could be the basis for velociraptors from Jurassic Park. It has a giant uh, crest on the head. They are um, blue-faced, kind of. Their their feathers Whoa. actually look like fur. Look it up, folks. This is crazy-looking um, animal. Yeah, their feathers... I mean, they are flightless. They are the second heaviest bird. And they have, like, a dinosaur horn on their head. Yeah, very much. Like <laughs> That crest is very much like a dinosaur. They walk like, you know, you see dinosaurs now in the movies. Um, they are from New Guinea. Uh, they're the largest land animal in New Guinea, and their feet, they have powerful talons on their feet. They could kill man by kicking it. Wow. Um, they're big. They're not as tall as some of the other flightless birds, but they are um, second heaviest, only behind the ostrich, which is, of course, ginormous. Um, I would put it over in Dino Land. You could either create an yeah, area on the Cretaceous cool. Trail, which is sort of empty, or you could even put them sort of where the storks are now, you know, uh, it the cassowary is very dino-like, and I think would be perfect for Dino Land USA. I like that one. I, I I'm you know when I see the picture of it, I finally recognized it. I didn't recognize it by name at all, but I mean obviously it's you know it's a very specialized. Um, you know this is not something you see in places. <laughs> 
it's only in what, a couple of couple of islands. It looks like from here, yeah, New Guinea. Yeah, they're, yeah. You, they're in zoos though. They're, Bronx Zoo has them or had them. Um, I don't think they're there anymore. But they're they're you can they're found in sev- you know numerous zoos across the country. So they're not um, like extraordinarily rare to see in a zoo. Setting. Okay. Yeah, they are really cool, folks. Look that one up. I like that one a lot. <laughs> um, okay. So obviously we know where we're going here. I'm going with the ones you're going to know. Mike's going to go with the crazy ones. Um, my second one, I don't want to, uh, let, let's, 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 let's do it sort of um, locationally. Uh, I'll move to Africa. All right. I've, and I've always been a big fan of penguin exhibits that are, especially ones that are part above the water and below. Okay. Um, so, and I saw one of those in Alaska once and they're really cool. So I thought the African penguin, which I believe is somewhat endangered. Yep. Is an endangered species only in South Africa. Mm-hmm. They're pretty cool. They're not the giant ones that you know, right? They're not the, no, but the, they're common in zoos too. Right. Um, and I would love to just see a cool penguin exhibit in Africa. Um, and I was thinking maybe this one could be put in Rafiki's. You know, you take the African. Maybe when you, you could fir- do that, right? So when you fir- it depends on how large it needs to be. But when you when you get off, maybe before you get to Rafiki's, or you could take an extra area to go away. You know, from Rafiki's because you remember Rafiki's, you're still in that kind of Africa vibe. You're getting on the African train. You're heading the south. Maybe you can say that. You can change that story a little bit. Heading south, and then you could see the African penguins. Um, they are pretty prototypical penguin-looking yep. species. They're not anything out of the ordinary. Like I said, they're not the huge ones that you saw in that movie. What was that movie that everybody went crazy about? With uh, penguin? Wasn't there a documentary that? Uh, I know, but you're talking about emperor penguins, is what you're talking yes, about. Yes, emperor. They're the big ones. Yeah, they're the ones that Danny DeVito had in the old Batman movie. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm talking about. They're not those. Um, and I assume they could swim. Well, penguin, yes. <laughs> So what you get, what's really cool about the ones that if you haven't seen one of these is um, that, you know, you can you can view it from two different areas. You can view the top and then you can go into a facility and go down below the water and you can actually see these guys, mm-hmm. what looks like flying around in the water. And it's really a neat little thing to yep. see and people get very excited about it. We were, you know, especially kids because it, it's crazy. You're looking at birds flying in the water. Um, and it's a real neat little way to do it. So that was my second one. I wanted to add something to Africa. Um, just not sure where there's a place in Harambe where you can do it. So that's why I'm thinking maybe over by the theater district. Maybe, maybe that's why. Maybe behind that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But maybe. that's why I'm thinking maybe Rafiki's too. Rafiki's because then be. in Rafiki's you could build an indoor facility sure. where you can do the um, where you can go below and see them from below, which I really think is the key here. Yeah, but you could do that outdoors, and you could. There are sure. there are also, there are other penguins that are tropical in nature. For example, one I've, I've thought of. It's not on my list, but the uh, fairy blue penguin or the little blue penguin. I forget. I think it's fairy blue penguin from Australia. They are tiny little guys, and they are bluish in, in color, and you know they're tropical in nature. And you know, a couple of different zoos have those. See, but. I wanted to stay with. I, I I had some ideas for some Australian ones. Because I know, you know, you have the Tree of Life and you have the Oasis. You can sure. pretty much put anything there. I was thinking koala bears because the koala yeah, bears sure. are incredibly popular. Sure. Um, but I just You decided, can basically put anything you want in the Oasis or yeah, Tree of Life which trails. Which I'll get to that later. What's I your, have a couple of those. What's your second one? I'm going to go to Maharaja Jungle Trek and we are going to put 
in an exhibit there, Garials. Okay. You want it, we want that spelled. It's G H A R I A L. And uh, for the fans of the zoo on Animal Planet, the, the show about the Bronx Zoo, they oh, recently added them to Crocodiles. Jungle World. Um, they are extraordinarily endangered. They are crocodilians, and they're big. They could be 12, 15 feet long, but their jaw, unlike a big crocodile, is long and narrow because it eats small fish. They're only found wow. in a couple of different rivers in India, which makes it perfect for the Maharaja jungle trek, and you could put it critically with, endangered. Yep. Yeah, you could put them with other animals that are. I mean, you, you're not going to put them with your endangered sp- fish or even like small birds, but certainly with, um, you know, maybe like the uh, the, the area with uh, gowers or, or something like that, or even well, pr- pretty much anywhere because they're not going to eat anything larger because they they are uh, they concentrate on eating fish. Their name comes from a word that means pot. Because at the end of their snout is a bulbous little like, like growth at the end of their nose. Um, it kind of looks like a pot. So that's where they get that name from. But like I said, they're extraordinarily endangered. They're only found in a few zoos, including recently the Bronx Zoo. But they are, um, you know, part of a species survival plan. So it'd be nice to have something like that at the Bronx Zoo. That, uh, excuse me, at the uh, at the Disney's Animal Kingdom to sort of. According to the information I'm looking at, and it's not, you know, certainly not the most up to date or anything in the world. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. There's only a couple hundred breeding adults left in the world. Yeah, there are only a you few know? hundred left in the in the rivers. Uh, a couple of different rivers in India. They used to be found throughout uh, that subcontinent in, in Southeast Asia, but they have been uh, hunted to near extinction and uh, habitat destruction, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that. Uh, folks, look that up again. G H A R I A L. This is why we bring Mike onto these shows. This is a fascinating looking animal. They were reduced, according to my note, I wrote a little note here. That they are, they lost 98% of the Amazing. population. Amazing. Over the last 100 years or so. It shouldn't surprise anybody, but uh, it's, I mean, they, these. this could be a dinosaur thing too. It does kind of have a you, dinosaur. You could go look that route. To it. Sure, yeah. you can go that route. I put it in the Maharaja jungle trek because the Maharaja is kind of Indian in nature, and it is from India. So this it, is it just fit right into the theme. One of these evolutionary quirks: the way this thing is shaped, and it's this giant body and this little teeny tiny long set of chapsticks for a the rest of my the rest of, the rest of my uh, exhibits. You're gonna know what they are. Okay, good. Well, not so good because I enjoy this. But uh, okay, so um, my third one, right? Second or third? Second one. You're third up one. to your third. I'm a, this is my third. Um, so uh, this is an obvious one. Um, and I've always kind of felt that, uh, you know, if we were talking before, this is kind of like why, uh, you know, maybe not right next to, to, to Mount Everest or to uh, Expedition Everest uh, would I put my pandas because this is where I want to put snow leopards. Now, um, Mike has raised the issue before of potentially being too warm for snow leopards, so we're going to need some we're going to need some help down there to make this work. Lots of air conditioning, but Disney's got the money. They just they could just charge an extra five dollars for your parking at resorts, and they can pay for it, no issue. Um, so I wanted to do snow leopards because. Um, of an incredible documentary that we haven't talked about in a long time uh, that you can probably still get. I don't know. Can you still? I'll have to look that up while we're here. But um, that that Joe Rohde took part in. Leopard in the Land. Called Leopard in the Land. Yep. And it is, um, you know, it shows, if nothing else, it shows that we have the right guy in 
in-house to make the perfect habitat themed area for this animal. Um, and I think there's so many things that they can do, um, you know, around Expedition Everest. And this is the reason why I'm putting this animal in here. Um, it 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 seem of all the ones that I'm that I've thought of as we go that I went through and I came up with because I wanted to skip it because we've talked about it so much before and I felt like I between the giant pandas and this I'm just repeating myself. Yeah, that's kind of why I didn't put red pandas on. Right, I wanted to skip it, but the more and more I thought about it, the more you you come to realize that this is just the creature that fits. The area, the best. The theming of that area, the best. I mean, it just belongs there. It is sort of the um, the shaman of the Himalayas. You know, it is the it, it, it's it just is a and it's a really cool animal. They have been a local zoo here. Um, they're really pretty. They're strikingly pretty, actually, and um, it just fits. It just fits the area. It absolutely does. The only issue you would have is I don't know if they're ever kept anywhere that warm and muggy like Florida. Right? That's what I don't know. Uh, I'm pretty sure they are not. Uh, which is also a problem, by the way, for the red panda. So, I mean, generally they are kept more north. You would have to have some sort of way to keep them much cooler. I mean, they have a heavy coat. They're built for the Himalaya, up high in the Himalayas. Um, they would almost have to be indoors. At least some of the time. Correct. Right? They have to be partially indoors. Maybe fully. I'm, I mean, I, have, I, I don't know the answer to that. Okay. Yeah. See, this is what we need to know. Um, but but let's look into it anyway. You know, uh, you can still get the uh, the 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 DVD for this. Um, Snow Leopard Conservancy has some information about Joe Rohde's mm -hmm. uh, work that he did in 2013. You can still probably buy some of the artwork. Yeah, you can still bar buy some of the artwork. All that stuff is there. Read. Go to Snow Leopard Conservancy. You on the drag down of Make a Difference. You'll see it says Leopard in the Land, and that'll give you all the information about the different pieces of artwork that Joe did. Basically, what he did was he went there. Um, to this area of Mongolia. Mm -hmm. um, Correct. Painted these really beautiful paintings for the purpose of selling them to benefit the Snow Leopard Conservancy. Um, and the the documentary is essentially captures that event. Right. Of that him. journey of going That there, journey, right. right. And and what the, and, and he talks a lot about what the snow leopard means. He's trying to see one. He sees some tracks. They're very elusive. Um, they're not critically endangered, but they are certainly vulnerable. Um, I don't know that they really even have a good handle on how many are in the wild. They're endangered. There are some areas where they're a little bit better off than others, but they are endangered. And, and like I said, I don't think they really can get a good population well, count. Well, yeah, I mean, sure, you have that problem of... Because of, there's, their, their range is so big. Range is so big in it. A lot remote. of areas, and you know, it's very difficult to get in and out of. I mean, people spend years uh, researching them, never even seeing one really. Right. I mean, there's some uh, motion ca uh, the camera. You know, uh, what do you call the camera traps? Right. Where they uh, catch them, you know, walking by and all that kind of stuff. But Joe talks about that. In the he does. He does. And they, they do spot something at the very end of the, the right. spoiler alert. You know, they go through that a little bit. But it's... You just spoiled the whole film. Yeah, the movie's not really about oh snow God. leopards at all. No, it's about Joe. About Joe and, and Mongolia. And Mongolia. Yep. And his time there. Right. And there's a lot of discussion about how, you know, the, the, the loss of the habitat and the thing, the changes in the habitat and stuff like that. And, you know, and... and um, 
there's some discussion in there, if I'm not mistaken, about how, you know, they're trying to, the, the, the local farmers especially, having issues with the leopards mm-hmm. and their herd. I mean, this is something that happens the world over um, with animals like this. And um, trying to educate and find better ways and, you know, to, 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 to live sort of together. Um, anyway, Snow Leopard, my number three. I'm I'm a little concerned about its. I will stay with uh, with the heat. Though. I have said oftentimes that a, you know, one of the animals, types of animals that are very popular that Disney has not put into the park, is a small cat. Snow leopard is a big cat, and they have those. Lions, it is a big cat. But it's not a big big cat. It's pretty big. <laughs> um, so I say in, um, and I guess I would put this. In the Tree of Life area, like get an exhibit maybe behind it, uh, or servals is what I would go with. And that is a type of African cat. Um, it's a bit of a long-legged, small cat. Um, the b- good thing about a serval is, unlike most other cats, um, it is not nocturnal. It uh, really? is just as active during the day as it is at night. Well, that's cool. So you're much more likely to see activity from a serval walking around doing its thing. Um, they hunt rodents on on the grassland. They do it in a in a way where they have big ears, so they hear the the mouse or whatever it is in the grass instead of seeing it, and they pounce on it. They leap up high in the air and pounce right on top of it. It's a you see it a lot in, in nature documentaries, but they're beautiful. They're spotted. They almost look like a picture a leopard, but miniature with big ears and long legs. Yeah, the ears are really its calling card. It's and the, the long legs. They yeah. have really long yeah, legs. Yeah, so, they're, they're, um, they're pretty cool looking. Beautiful animals. So that's I would put that in, I guess, the Discovery, the Tree of Life trails somewhere. Really? I thought it was African. It is African. Sure, absolutely. So why there? Why not in Africa? You could. You could build a new exhibit along the... Um, I guess you could, one. you could, but it's more. It's does not. You're not. Gorilla not, you, Falls. You I'm do sorry. not find it in the rainforest. Oh, there it's you go. A savanna yeah. animal. Um, being a small cat, I'm not sure if it would go well on the safari itself because, right, you wouldn't see it. You, yep. We want bigger animals on the safari. So I was going to put it in the Tree of Life. Okay, get, get a little spice in the Tree of Life area. M- might not be a bad addition to our uh, the uh, animal trail that we are always seem to be building out at Rafiki's Planet Watch. Uh, well, one of the things I thought about doing with this, I decided not to, was bu- just instead of doing like go different areas, just build a trail myself and just do like five. I thought about animals. that too. Doing one in Shirkazong, for example, with right. leopards and this would be, red that would pandas. be perfect. That right. would be perfect. But anyway. Okay, so my fourth. Um, I am, uh, I in, in zoos, I love bears. I just am fascinated with bears. Um, and I've always loved bears and I was trying to think of what you could do here, um, how you could get a bear into the animal kingdom. Um, Africa is not bear country, obviously. Um, but certainly Asia is, Mm -hmm. and there are a lot of really cool bears in Asia. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there are polar bears in Asia, for one thing. There are brown bears. There are all sorts of great bears. I'm a big fan of the sun bear. Okay. And um, for those of you who haven't seen it, look it up. It's just essentially called the sun bear. It is the smallest bear, if my memory serves me. It is a small bear. It has really cool markings on it. Um, have really, like, long fingernails. And um, it looks like just a really cute-looking black bear with some extra kind of... And small. 
Small and thinner. Smaller, yep. Not as bulky as a black bear. Exactly. Um, they are Asian. They are from the tropics, I believe. You are correct. Um, so they work well in the area. They, you know, I'm sure they're in zoos. I've, I've, they are. I, I know I've seen them in zoos. They're in the San Diego Zoo. There's a, there's a. I know for a fact they're in San Diego. They have one of those natural ranges um, that is always under, always under uh, the possibility of being lost. Um, they are in, you know, in, in, in their area of Asia. They are under a constant threat of their loss of habitat and hunting and all that kind of stuff. Um, deforestation is all part of it. They are endangered. Um, but they're really cool. They would work well in the Asian area. And I just wanted to bring a bear in. Sure, bear. That's I was talking about. I love bears. Small cat before being a, a kind of, a kind of animal that Disney has not really brought to the park. Bear is definitely another one. Bears are in, intensely popular in zoos. Um, you know, you heard heard rumors that there was going to be a North American section built around grizzlies, that kind of thing. Ah, that'd be great. But uh, yeah, the sun bear is a solid option to bring um, bring a species of bear to the park because, like I said, it's. Like with small cats, I mean, for a while there were really no monkeys at Disney's Animal Kingdom. There were, you know, the apes in in Andapur. There were there were baboons, um, and but they didn't have. But they brought in lion-tailed macaques as a type of ape to see in the park. And this would be great, a bear. Uh, it says it's also known as the honey bear because it eats honey. No, don't they all, Mike? <laughs> Well, I mean, most bears are omnivores, meaning they'll pretty much eat whatever they get their hands on, which is why you see bears in, like, garbage dumps and that kind of thing. I mean, some are more carnivorous than others, polar bears, but that's only because a product of its uh, range. I mean, there's not a lot of plant life in uh, the Arctic, but polar bears will go to garbage dumps. Um, the only, uh, just, to, just to go on what Mike said about the size, we're only talking about 175 pounds. It is the smallest so bear. So this bear is smaller than yeah. me. <laughs> Correct. It is it is the smallest bear, which would make it easier probably to get an exhibit going. Exactly. Um, grizzlies require you know big uh, ranges for for a zoo. Right. Um, sun bear needs you know a good size range. I mean, it's still a pretty big animal at 150 pounds or so. Right. But you know, with some trees and stuff to climb in and all that kind of stuff, and a little area to squirts out honey that you could see them going after that kind of you know it'd be a, a nice addition to. They have a really sure. neat kind of necklace looking marking right. around their neck. Um, I, I like it because, like like we said, I, I, I felt the area works um, for it, um, and I, I basically just wanted a bear. I uh, was thinking an Asian bear because it's the only place that it'll really fit. Um, like Mike was saying, you can put anything you want in the mm -hmm. other places. That's where koala bear came to my head, but koala bears aren't really bears, right? <laughs> Koala bears are not bears. They're more they're So that didn't really count. I just sound like an idiot if I said the uh, koala. I wanted bears, so let's have koalas. Um, so you couldn't really put it anywhere, but it was places where I thought you could build a bigger facility, which really limits you to Africa and Asia. Or Rafiki's. Um, or Rafiki's, right. Which I, yeah, you could do that out there as well. Um, but I thought you could put this maybe even in Maharaja. Absolutely, you could. You know, it fit perfectly. Yeah. And they're, they're, and they're also, like I said, they're the most interesting looking bear that I've seen. Um, and it'll be the most different to your eyes. For those of us in America used to seeing black bears and grizzly bears and polar bears, those are the three you know. Take a look at a sloth bear. Oh, I know that. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're right. But that, I like this one more because of its um, it's tiny. It's tiny. It, it, yeah. Sloth it's bears Asian. Are bigger. Sloth bears are Asian. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but sloth they're bigger. Sloth bear is actually the... They're yeah, bigger. they're bigger. A sloth bear is what um, Baloo is based out of. Right. 
which would work. I mean, mm-hmm. that, w- that would be neat. I, I just picked this one because I, I like the little necklace it has. And it's, the, like I said, you're going to see it. And you're you're going you're, you're to think it's different than, than the bear you, image of bears you have in your head. But it's clearly a bear at the same time. It's clearly a bear at right. the same time. Correct. So what is your fourth one? I'm going to go to Rafiki's Planet Watch and build a turtle pond. I was, um, there's so not a lot of possibilities yeah, in the turtle world. There's not a lot of great turtle exhibits I really at the thought about Animal this. Kingdom. There's the tortoises in uh, on the Tree of Life trails. There's the pancake tortoise mm-hmm. in um, in um, in uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The the conservation station. Okay. In um, the well, the conservation area, ranger station. I mean. In uh, Gorilla Falls, there's one in the Animal Kingdom Lodge in Kidani. There's one in the Animal Kingdom Lodge in Kidani. There's uh, there's one with a cotton top tamarins uh, over oh, right. in Discovery Island trails. Right. But anyway, but there's nowhere where you could see them swimming other than sea turtles over in um, in uh, Living Seas. Right. I thought of the a, Living Seas, <laughs> an exhibit <laughs> with um, where there's some underwater going back to harkening back to your penguin exhibit. You could see them swimming underwater, and there's a lot of cool ones. That's there's neat to see that. Snake neck turtles would be one that I would definitely put in there. They have long, and there's a ton of them on the on the critically endangered list too. Absolutely, there's a bunch Absolutely. of turtles that are fly that river turtles yeah. from Australia. They they almost look like actually look like sea turtles because they don't have um, legs. They have flippers as opposed <laughs> to uh, most other turtles. But that kind of like you get a three or four of them. You can see them above. You can see them below swimming. I think it would be a great exhibit. I would put it in Rafiki's, although you could easily put so it in the So you've managed to steer us to accepting four or five different species rather than just one. Well, it's one exhibit. If you want me to just pick one, I will. No, 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 no. One no. exhibit. Um, More the merrier. Usually you can mix them. Turtles, generally yep. speaking, in, in zoos, you can put a couple different species in an exhibit together. I've seen them all the time. But I think it would work. In, I'm going to put it at Rafiki's, but you could, like I said, you could easily do an Oasis deal. You could easily do Around the Tree of Life, too. But that's my fourth. Okay. And my final one, for my final one, um, I was thinking about, there was a lot in my head for this. I think I've already spewed out a few things, like a turtle and a few, a few different things that I had in my head for how I wanted to go with this. A koala, maybe, all that kind of stuff. And I finally fell on one of my other ideas, which was to find an endangered species that um, if you can't find a place in the park where the theme fits, then let's fit it with the, with where the park actually is. So I started looking around animals in Florida, maybe the Florida panther, things to that, right. or, or the southeast of America. Right. And I uh, landed on the red wolf which is a critically endangered species of American wolf, um, indigenous to the southeast, once called the Florida black wolf, also known as the Mississippi Valley wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, uh, like I said, a species right from here. It's uh, kind of um, reddish in color. Obviously, it's kind of like a like a, like a brindley color. Mm-hmm. Um, and there aren't very many of them left. And I thought, what better than build a spot somewhere could be Rafiki's could be the front of the park I was kind of imagining one at the entrance okay <laughs> you know um off to the side somewhere you know when you when you first walk in maybe behind the rainforest or something like that if that's at all possible um to build something else back there of the um the red wolf Mike is a wolf uh, person, so I my favorite animal. I will let him discuss this in a little more, <laughs> uh, 
more um, detail. What I do know is that there's only a couple hundred of them left. Correct. Um, in the wild. Um, I don't know how good they are in captivity. Um, it seems to be that there is a species survival plan. Absolutely. There are a bunch of facilities involved are, in it. There are plenty. They are no longer in Florida. They've been they've been chased out of Florida, I guess. I believe um, they're only found in the wild in North Carolina now. Uh, there might be other spots, maybe Mississippi, but I know North Carolina. There's a couple of parks where they're found. Um, yeah, there was a few attempts to repopulate them in places in Florida, um, the Great Smoky Mountains. They tried to repopulate mm-hmm. them there, but they eventually um, removed them from there and put them into uh, safer confines uh, in North Carolina, uh, which I guess is just has more wilderness or something like that that they're able to, to work with. I didn't read that closely. So that. What are the part of the problem is, um, oddly enough, is the extinction, not extinction, but the extermination of the wolf in the east. So, um, east of the Mississippi, the wolf has basically been exterminated except up in Canada. Um, obviously, they used to be found, you know, here in New Jersey. You know, they were all over the place. And the red wolf uh, occupied, occupied a niche in the southeast. With the extermination of... I the, like the use of that word. The wolf in the east, uh, the coyote, which historically was only found west of the Mississippi... Has now moved Moved east. east. Yep. (laughs) And the coyote and the red wolf have a very similar niche. Um, They are smaller. Red wolves are slightly bigger than coyotes. And um, so the coyote is kind of uh, a a rival of the red wolf, let's say, um, for the animals that they typically eat, which is rodents, rabbits, that kind of thing. Also, because they are so closely related, there's been a lot of apparently inbreeding between or breeding between coyotes and red wolves, diluting the red wolf gene, so to speak. Um, so uh, that is really the problem that they have with uh, red wolves. Um, also, it, it's in an area that it has a lot of hunting. Mm, the southeast yes. is heavy hunting area. Yep. Um, you know, black bears and stuff like that have had issues down in the southeast, but the red wolf. Uh, constantly uh, has had problems with, but farmers protecting their sheep and chickens and stuff, or just people casually having uh, hunting and, you know, instead of killing a deer, they would kill a red wolf. Um, so they are very, very, very endangered. Um, all sorts of problems, but they are kept in numerous different zoos. I know Point Defiance out in, uh, out west has a, a nice exhibit. I, North Carolina Zoo, a, a very good zoo, has uh, a lot of red wolves, that kind of thing, so... I was in a local zoo uh, not long ago. It was in the winter, and me and my son were there. And um, the pack of wolves they have, uh, was maybe three or four animals, um, started howling together. Mm-hmm. It was one of the coolest things I've ever seen at, sure. at a zoo. I mean, it's just haunting. It's really neat. Um, these are beautiful. The red wolves are beautiful. Absolutely. I think they all are, but but the but the markings in the red wolf is beautiful. Um, and not to get too preachy, but uh, you know, the more we could um, participate in the survival of a species indigenous to the area in which Disney has participated in the sure. destruction of habitat, um, would be would be good. Just seems like a nice way to um, 
put your funds. So yeah, in random. fact, I, I thought of maybe creating like a manatee exhibit for that same reason, but I did not decide. I said decided not to do that. But yeah, right, and they have manatees at the living seas. Right. <laughs> Should I do uh, my last one? Uh, yes. For my last one, I decided to go with an extremely popular animal, uh, and frankly, I'm, I guess it's popular just because of its oddness, and that is a sloth. <laughs> Three-toed sloths are very popular. Um, we've all seen them. That you know, their name stems from the fact that they barely move fast at all. <laughs> They're very slow animals, so they they can swim and swim relatively quickly, but. Um, I think it would be perfect in the Oasis. It fits that theme of quiet, understated animals. Um, you could easily put it in a, an exhibit, even maybe even with the anteater, where it would be in the trees. You'd probably want it maybe a little bit closer to the front, maybe where the parrots are, that kind of thing. But people love sloths, <laughs> and I think that would be a very popular exhibit. Um, either in the Tree of Life, I put it in the Oasis. This only because now I have... Of my five animals, I had one for the Oasis, one for the Tree of Life ah, Trails, there you go. one for the Nandapur, one for Dinoland, and one for Rafiki's. See, I made options for my right. animals. Well, some of, most of mine have options, too, but that's where I put them, would be the mm. Oasis. Because it fits the theme, uh, the, the sloth does, of a quiet, Definitely. undertoned, uh, under you know, kind of under the radar kind of animal. Although they are very popular sloths. They're really cool. Really cool They're looking. Cool. They're, They're really cool. cool looking. They're from South America, obviously, if you don't know that. They are slow. They are so slow that algae grows on their back. That's how <laughs> slow they are. They sometimes get a greenish tint from algae growing on their back. <laughs> Maybe they should think about moving a little faster. <laughs> All right, so there you go. So uh, Mike had a few I can't pronounce, but mine were, and I'll let him say them again, mine were the giant panda, obviously, uh, the snow leopard, the red wolf, the sun bear, and what was my other one? Uh, so penguins, right? Penguins, the African penguins. Yep, sorry. Um, and yours were again the cassowary in Dinoland, crazy, gharial crazy dinosaur bear or uh, a bird. The gharial in Maharaja Jungle Trek, screwy looking crocodile. The serval in the Tree of Life trails, right? <laughs> the turtle pond in Rafiki's turtle pond, and the sloth uh, at the Oasis. So what are some op? What what are who 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 gave us some some opinions? I, I, I had like thirty of them. Wow. Okay. Well, just <laughs> name. I'll, I'll go through them real quick. Yeah. Uh, the first one was the most recent, just because I didn't write it on this list. Was uh, Jim Willis on Twitter said, "How about a honey badger in Africa?" Oh, people! How many honey badger questions did we get? That's how the many, only one. That really. Of all the 30, you only got one person that thought saying honey, honey badger. badger would be funny. And, of course, he said we could find out if it really doesn't care. Exactly. Oh, but, God. yes. But let's go through some of the other ones. Okay. Uh, Ken Cabot put down uh, kangaroos, although there are already kangaroos. Yep. He also said three-toed sloths. He put them in Rafiki's. Um, he also said whooping cranes um, because they're endangered. And, yes. Um, that would go well in the Oasis. Michael Oliver uh, seems to echo you, Dave. He said pandas. Huh. K.U. Drew said lemurs, specifically eye eyes. Lemurs are cool. Eye eyes, for those who don't know, I are actually know what they are. Demon-looking yes. lemurs that are nocturnal in nature. Um, you probably would have to put them, you know. And Drew agreed to probably have to put them in Rafikis in sort of a nocturnal in exhibit. A, yes, yes. He also said a good one, and I didn't think of this one. Um, the platypus would be a lot of fun. It would oh, be an that's interesting a cool animal. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a cool one. Although they are, you don't find them in any zoos outside of Australia, by the is way. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. Oh, wow. 
Jody Wish said, how about a Everglades area with uh, birds and small mammals from the area? Kind of going with my sort of local feel. I like that. This this one, Dave, you might appreciate. Mac Finn said, we need a Black Panther. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, you're going to be mad at this one. Walt's oh, Frozen Head said, Banthas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I knew we'd get a few of these, Mike. I, I... Now, Manda Lioness said two that we both put on our list. She said snow leopards in Asia uh, would be good. Yes, it and would be. the cassowary in Dinoland. Oh, wow. Yes. Mexi Steph said wild horses would be great. Um, Couldn't drag us away. Carousel of Color, who I uh, said that we she wants her friend the cavi back. Because the cavy passed away a few years ago. For people who don't know, the Patagonian cavy was a little oh, yeah, rabbit-looking yeah, 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 animal yep, 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 yep. in the oasis. It's been gone for about a year and a half, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been gone for a little while. Took some really neat pictures yep. of that when it was there. Yep. Uh, Tracy Ann said more animals at Rafiki, little ones like hedgehogs. Eric Burkett. That's a neat idea. That's not a bad. Eric oh. Burkett put Fasa, which of course everybody knows from the Madagascar movies. Fasa. They are. Um, weasel-like animals that hunt lemurs and he said um discovery island trails for that uh madagascar is filled with crazy animals yes (laughs) at ob nurse nh whose name is jennifer also likes your pandas idea just say jennifer mike (laughs) matt Parrish of um the 3028 podcast and soon to be extinct wedway radio podcast that's right Says he wants sea urchins on the Radio Disney cruise. (laughs) I'm not sure how many people know about the Radio Disney cruise, but I don't think you're going on it anytime soon. (laughs) Uh, Justine said snow leopards near Everest. We've got a few of those. Yeah. She also said giant river otters, uh, which I think would probably work best in Rafiki's. They are otters the size of about of a small man. Really? And they are huge. They're, you could see them. Uh, Philadelphia Zoo has them, for example. Wow. But they are big, and most places have them like underwater viewing as well because, you know, they're, you know, the size of a seal. But they are big mothers. Holy shit. They're from the Amazon. Um, <laughs> but they are found in zoos, and they are highly endangered. Um, Howie said blue dikers, although he wants them to serve drinks at the Dawa bar. I'm not sure if I agree with that. Now, two of my favorites, I think. <laughs> DVC Mary. These are the last two I have, Dave. Okay. DVC Mary said bat-eared foxes to put them in Africa on the safari. Uh, bat-eared foxes generally eat very small animals. They are weird-looking foxes. Oh, yeah, they really are. They have huge. I mean, they're called bat-eared foxes for, for a reason. reason. They have yeah, huge yeah. <laughs> bat-like ears. Um, they do mix well with other animals. You could easily put them in with, you know, um, you could easily put them on the savanna with the antelope and stuff. They're not gonna, they're not gonna eat them. They eat very small ma- uh, mammals usually, or small birds and things like that. So they could mix with other animals. And last but not least, Dave, uh, our friend Christina from uh, Raising Las Vegas, she said, "I want deep sea bioluminescent fish to put them in Pandora." Because hey, that's fit, a good idea, right? I thought so too. Putting bioluminescence. Now, the problem being, there's only one place on Earth that exhibits deep sea fish. Really? We'll talk a little bit about it on one of our upcoming shows, Avatar Land. It's an aquarium in um, France that have developed 
an aquarium that actually puts that much pressure because under the sea that's the problem exactly yeah so you would need to develop that kind of technology it's out there uh it would cost an arm and a leg but um it was it would be a fascinating idea probably cost less than the flights of passage probably but not by much it would um it would be fascinating to see bioluminescent fish in Avatar Land. Well, of all of those, the ones that stick out are that one. That's a great idea, yep. a way to bring sort of real animals, the planet right. into right. the animal kingdom over there. And I like the bat-eared fox. The fox would be a really cool little thing to see on the safari, Absolutely. You wouldn't, you, know? you wouldn't see it all the time, but every once in a while you would, oh, there's the bat-eared fox. That'd right. be cool. Yeah, that, that would be that would very be cool. And, uh, yeah, cool. And so, this, the bioluminescent kind of is a spoiler alert for uh, an upcoming episode where we're going to do the inspiration of Avatar Land. Might not be the next one, but okay. it's coming up soon. I got And you. we will talk about bioluminescent fish. Well, so stay tuned for that, folks. That's right. I, I guess cliffhanger. that's it. It's I the can... first cliffhanger <laughs> in Radio Harambe history. I guess that's it for us. <laughs> it uh, is. Thank you, everybody, for participating and all your ideas. It's all great stuff. Um, if you have any questions or concerns or anything about the show or you know trip advice or anything like that, certainly reach out to the both of us. You can find me on email, jomboeveryone at gmail.com. Best way to get Mike is via Twitter. At Jumbo, everyone. You can also find us on Instagram. Uh, we're actually at Disney's Animal Kingdom on Instagram, and uh, you can find Jumbo, everyone, on Facebook. Catching up as to well. followers uh, to yes, my Twitter account. I believe I'm going to that 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 is going to catch up and pass you in the not too distant future. But that's <laughs> that, that's just because I'm kind of cheating with the handle I got there. Uh, <laughs> so for Safari Mike, I'm David Bride Quarini. Go well, and thank you for listening to Radio Harambe. <laughs> Na kungungu, na utukuku, ata melele, amira. Kwa kumalukwa melako, na kungungu, na utukuku, ata melele. Kwaku walufwa melako, na kungungu, na utukungu.